Broadcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana, USA. You're listening to Forgotten Favorites. Forgotten Favorites. On the Worldwide Legend. The voice of the world. The sound with the beat. The sound that sets you tapping your feet. Radio. The sound of year-round pleasure. The sound of the news. Rhythm and blues. Tchaikovsky swing. Whatever you choose. Radio. The sound of year-round pleasure. Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call-in and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Very good evening, everybody. Jeff Bennett here with a very, well, I should say a very short panel. Not short because the people are short, but we don't have that many people. Bill is out and Sean is out and Chris is out and Mike is out. Bill and Mike are handling things with the alumni get together in Indiana for this weekend. And Sean's away. six feet tall. (laughs) I I hope so. And we'll say good evening to everybody. It's a very, very busy podcast. We may have a a lot of room for a lot of talk and we're going to cover a lot of things. We've got our radio news and Jennifer Sparks caller and format changes. And we're going to cover three stations from Cumulus that have signed off the air, basically, to the Educational Media Foundation. We've got WPLJ, their goodbye from New York City, WRQX from Washington, D.C., their goodbye from the nation's capital, and WYAY, and, and the goodbye that the Kimmer did. And he's the talk show host that handled afternoons on the radio station. So all in all, we have a busy podcast. So we've got Dave on the other side of the glass doing the engineering. So Dave, how about we start with the radio news? I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and this is what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Cumulus says so long to six radio markets. Spanish Broadcasting System reports their first quarter revenue results. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we'll provide you with some cord-cutting news. To say that this was a busy week this week in the world of broadcasting would certainly be an understatement. If you work for Cumulus Media, you know all about change, because change came to six radio markets all in one fell swoop. This past Friday, Cumulus Media handed the keys to their radio stations in New York City, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia, Nevada, Georgia, Syracuse, New York, and San Jose, California. It was a sad day at radio station WPLJ when Race Taylor had to close the radio station down at 7 p.m. on Friday, May 31st. However, you have to give Cumulus a lot of credit. Cumulus let WPLJ end in a very, very classy way, and of course we'll cover this later on in All Things Radio Live. Washington, D.C. was no exception, as Jack Diamond, the morning host at radio station WRQX-FM, and his morning staff also closed down radio station WRQX-FM. Also in Atlanta, Georgia, the Kimmer, who hosted a talk show on radio station WYAY, did something just a bit different. He let his listeners close down the radio station, taking as many calls as he could from his listeners up until 7 p.m. on May 30th. First as well. All of these radio stations are now owned and operated by EMF Broadcasting, ensconced with the K-Love Contemporary Christian format. And again, we'll cover the closure of these radio stations later on on All Things Radio Live. But before we leave this topic, we also have to think about all of the radio employees who worked in Atlanta, Georgia, Washington, D.C., and New York City who lost their jobs with the sale of these radio stations. Another major group that reported their first quarter of revenue results was Spanish Broadcasting Systems. And in the first quarter of 2019, Spanish Broadcasting revenue rose 10%. However, it should be noted 
noted that the folks at Spanish Broadcasting System should be very proud of their radio division. Their radio revenue for the first quarter of 2019 was up 17%. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the streets. With the sale of radio station WPLJFM, Cumulus also made some organizational changes in New York City as well. Cumulus said goodbye to program directors Craig Schwab and Ken Johnson. Craig Schwab was program director at radio station WABC AM in New York City. Craig Schwab came to WABC AM after working at the Cumulus owned and operated radio station WPRO AM in Providence, Rhode Island. Cumulus also said so long to Ken Johnson, who is the program director of radio station WMBM FM, which programs an urban contemporary format licensed to Bronxville, New York, and they transmit on a frequency of 103.9. Dave Labrosi, who is the former program director of radio station WPLJ FM in New York, will be handling the position of program director of radio station WABC AM and radio station WMBM FM. What's going to happen with those two radio stations? Well, first of all, Cumulus is not going to want to spend the high money they're paying for rent at the Madison Square Garden Complex for both of those radio stations, so they're probably going to be looking for new facilities for those radio stations. But what are the future of WABC AM and WMBM FM? I suspect that Cumulus will ultimately sell both of those radio stations, and we'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio Live broadcast. Another news, congratulations go out to Karina Delgado, who will be joining Jason Kidd doing mornings at radio station WIAD-FM in Washington, D.C. The station is known as 94.7 The Drive, owned and operated by Intercom. Karina Delgado comes to this radio station after doing middays at radio station WRQX-FM in Washington, D.C., which is one of the radio stations that was sold by Cumulus to the Educational Media Foundation. In other news, Intercom is expanding its Channel Q. Channel Q is the digital radio station that serves the LGBT community. This radio station will be expanding in five additional markets, and the station will also be heard on radio station WGMZ-AM in San Francisco, California, which transmits on a frequency of 1550. The five additional markets include KVIL-FM HD3 in Dallas, Texas, KALC-FM HD2 in Denver, Colorado, KRBZ-FM HD2 in Kansas City, Missouri, KXSN-FM HD2 in San Diego, California, and 94.7 WIAD-HD2 in Washington, D.C. Folks living in West Palm Beach, Florida will be noticing changes to the morning show at radio station WIRK-FM. The station program is a country format. They're owned and operated by Hubbard Broadcasting. Coming to this radio station is Tim Leary, who hosted afternoons at radio station KNUC-FM in Seattle, Washington. Rather than doing afternoons at KNUC-FM in Washington, Tim Leary has decided to move to West Palm Beach, Florida to do mornings at radio station WIRK-FM. The mornings will be hosted by Tim Leary and Chelsea Taylor. Chelsea Taylor was the former midday host at radio station WIRK-FM in West Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for some cord-cutting news. Something we've been looking at all weekend long is Apple. Apple has decided to retire its iTunes app. iTunes is no longer needed by Apple, and they're going to replace iTunes app with a music app, an app for movies and television, and the podcasting app. Amazon is helping cord cutters in Canada by launching a TV streaming service. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Home Depot, followed by Geico Insurance, Lowe's Home Improvement Centers, Progressive Insurance, and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Finally, with Cumulus gaining another top 40 radio station in Indianapolis, Indiana from Intercom, that's radio station WZPL-FM, there was really no need for Cumulus to have another top 40 radio station in Indianapolis, Indiana. And so Cumulus decided to drop the top 40 radio station on 93.9 WYRG-FM in favor of a rock format. And here's how this radio station sounded when they made the format change. Indies hit music station energy. 93.9 Dive on the east side where you're 
shutting energy off. Bye-bye. You should turn CPL on. Energy 93.9 is going off the air. Make the switch to Indy's number one hit music station, 99.5 ZPL. I don't want to be alone tonight, so don't call me up. Energy 93.9 is going off the air. Make the move to Indy's number one hit music station, 99.5 ZPL. So WYRG, Lawrence, Indianapolis. A cumulus station. Your chance to win another $1,000. Now, your 4K day national keyword is... Big. B-I-G. Text the word big. Right now to 95819. That's 95819. We'll text you back to confirm your entry. Data and messaging rates may apply. It's 4K a day. Metallica. And this is Anna Sandman on 93.9 X. Do they give out Nobel Prizes for correctly folding fitted sheets on the first try? 93.9 X. Indies Rock Station. 93.9 X. station is 93.9X. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, another radio station that has changed formats, and how long will this format last? Anybody on the panel have an opinion on that? A year. Well, I, don't I wonder what kind of signal issues they have there in India, if, you can, if they're full market uh, signal or if they only cover part of town, and that, that, that will determine you know, how well they do. I think. I think you're right about that, because they have never been able to get a format right yet. 
you know, they were they were top 40. Before that, they were some sort of, I think, some sort of uh, hip-hop format that didn't work out. They were, they were soft rock. You know, they've done a little bit of everything. I don't know that there's anything more that they can do to fix it. So I'm not sure. Anyone else before we get to our next section? What can I'll you say? give it two years. Two years? I'm, I would give, I'm going to give it a year, J, uh, to JT. I'm going to give it a year, and we'll see what happens. That's, that's just my opinion. A year, and who knows? Um, but I, I think we're going to find out that a lot of formats aren't going to last. Not, I think this is the only... right. They should, they should give it to, but I don't know that they will. Yeah, it depends on how much money they make with the format. That's the problem, yeah. Gary. Yeah, you know, exactly. They, they want to make money. I mean, this is Cumulus. One of the big stories, and we'll cover this next week, is Cumulus. They sold those radio stations, those six radio stations, and took that $115 million and took that and paid down some of that debt. They're going to be taking $46 million of, of money from another sale of radio station KLOS FM in Los Angeles, California, later on this summer. And they're going to take that $46 million and put it down to pave down their debt. Because even though they were bankrupt, they didn't, that didn't get them out of debt. That they did a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which restructured their debt. So they're a lot less in debt than they were before. But unfortunately, they're still in debt. And the bottom line is they want to have no debt if possible. That's... You know, that's all I can say is they want to have no debt whatsoever. So we can see what happens later on, and we'll see what happens with Cumulus uh, down the road. I, th I think they'll be a successful company, but they'll be a much leaner company in, in the long run. Well, now it's time for Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. Then we'll uh, continue with all things radio as we continue with the saga of Cumulus. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of June 6th. KCSU-FM 90.5, Fort Collins, Colorado, changes format from adult alternative to variety. KFCY 88.7, Grants, New Mexico, changes format from silent to classic rock. KJKR 88. Point one, Jamestown, North Dakota, changes format from variety to religious teaching and adds a network provider, your network of praise, and adds slogan, your network of praise. KJLV FM 105.3, Hoxie, Arkansas, changes calls to KLFJ FM. KSAU 90.1, Nacogdoches. Texas changes slogan from your East Texas alternative to the Axe 90.1 WYAY FM 106.7 Gainesville, Georgia changes calls to WAKL FM WBQK 107.9 West Point, Virginia changes format from classical to new and changes slogan from 107.9 Bach FM to All News 102. WFPB 1170 Orleans, Massachusetts changes format from silent to folk and adds slogan music mix. WJZ 
KJS 93.5 Salem, Virginia changes format from hot AC to CHR and changes slogan from Mix 93.5 to JJS 93.5 and 102.7. WKBI 1400 St. Mary's, Pennsylvania changes format from adult standards to news talk. WAKLFM 88.9 Flint, Michigan changes calls to WKMF FM. WMCX 88.9 West Long Branch, New Jersey changes format from adult alternative to variety. WREV 1220 Reedsville, North Carolina changes format from silent to regional Mexican and adds slogan La Grande 1000. WSOM AM 600 Salem, Ohio changes calls to WRQX AM. WRQX FM 107.3 Washington, D.C. changes calls to WSOM FM. WSRP 910 Jacksonville, North Carolina changes format from silent to regional Mexican and adds slogan La Grande 1000. WSTV 104.9 Roanoke, Virginia changes format from CHR to adult hits and changes slogan from JJS 104.9 102.7 to Steve FM WXGN 90.5 Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey changes slogan from 90.5 XFM The Truth Rocks to The Truth Rocks KJJF KJJF 88.9 Harlingen, Texas changes format from news to religious teaching and changes network provider from national public radio to relevant radio and changes slogan from classical 88 to relevant radio. WLRX FM 107.1 Byronton, Ohio changes calls to WAWT FM. WLOA 1470 Farrell, Pennsylvania changes format from adult contemporary to rhythmic CHR and changes slogan from sunny 1470 to loud 102.3 WSFF FM 106.1 Vinton, Virginia changes calls to WLRX FM WLVW FM 105.5 Salisbury, Maryland changes calls to WLSW FM CICS 91.7 Sudbury, Ontario changes slogan from Kicks Country 91.7 to Pure Country. CJBX 92.7 London, Ontario changes slogan from BX93 to Pure Country. CKHJ 1260 Fredericton, New Brunswick changes slogan from 1260 AM to Pure Country. CKKL 93.9 Ottawa, Ontario changes slogan from New Country 94 
to Pure Country. CKLC 98.9 Kingston, Ontario changes format from adult alternative to country and changes slogan from the drive to Pure Country. KFNC 97.5 Mont Bellevue, Texas changes slogan from 97.5 The Ticket to ESPN Houston 97.5 106.9 Fairbanks, Alaska signs on as KRGWFM WYRGFM 93.9 Lawrence, Indiana changes calls to WNDXFM WBYY 98.7 Summersworth, New Hampshire changes format from Hot AC to Classic Hits and changes slogan from 98.7 The Bay to Frank FM. WEMJ 1490 Laconia, Ohio changes format from talk to CHR and adds slogan 105.5 JYY. WLNH FM 98.3 Laconia, Ohio changes format from adult contemporary to classic hits and changes slogan from New Hampshire's best variety to Frank FM. Laconia, New Hampshire. WAIXAM 1160. Mechanicville, New York. Changes calls to WSSVAM. WYRG 93.9. Lawrence, Indiana. Changes format from CHR to rock and changes slogan from Energy 93.9 to 93.9X. The following stations have signed off the air. WQKK 106.9 Renovo, Pennsylvania WRYP 90.1 Wellfleet, Massachusetts WSJQ 91.5 Pascoag, Rhode Island KFVR 104.9 Rye, Colorado And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week all right thank you very much jennifer you did a good job as usual a lot of stations a lot of format changes and quality changes one of them in locally here in the albany new york area is uh the one wssv fm on am i should say on 1160 uh, but the station hasn't really gone on the air yet they're not broadcasting the new format the format is on the internet and they've been on the internet for almost uh, almost a year and a half now and i don't know exactly why that's going to be happening and what's holding that up. But they're owned and operated by Border Media Partners. This is a Canadian company. So they're really half owned by the Canadian company and half owned by a company out of Vermont, the same company that owns WKCE in the in Tennessee. So that's what's going on. And I don't see anything you know special about the format changes, except it's the usual stuff. Coming up, we're going to talk about a radio station that has been around since 1971, 48 years. And this past Friday, they signed off the air for good. Now, they've been prepping for this for the past few weeks, and most people who live in New York City didn't really realize that this was going to happen until maybe a month earlier, although we've known about it for quite a long, quite a long while, and we've talked about it on All Things Radio over the, year, over the last few months, and that's WPLJ. Owned and operated by Cumulus, and really, we talk about this at the end of my report, but what caused the failure for this radio station? Well, I have my opinion, and you'll hear that at the end of the article or the end of this presentation. And we'll see what happens. And we'd like to get some of the members of the panel to talk about that as well. And then we'll hear what 
it sounded like when WRQX in Washington, D.C. said goodbye and WYAY in Atlanta when they said goodbye as well. So, Dave, I'm going to ask you to run that station, WPLJ. And for the next 19 or so minutes, let's take a listen to a radio station go out in class. On Friday, May 31st, a radio tradition came to an end as radio station WPLJFM in New York City ended its broadcast day. Yes, this was a sad day for those who love WPLJ, and yes, it was a sad day for New York radio in general. But why did this all have to happen? There are many answers to this question, and I'm sure that many people will come to different opinions as to why WPLJ ultimately ended its broadcasting career under the ownership of Cumulus. We'll talk about that after we hear the final moments of WPLJ as hosted by Ray Taylor, their afternoon drive radio announcer. I think you'll find that Cumulus really let WPLJ WPLJ go out in class, and I hope you'll agree with me after you hear the final broadcast of WPLJ on May 31st, 2019. It's 95 fucking PLJ. We have a full Just about 20 minutes until 7 o'clock. A quick shout out to our digital department who has been working tirelessly this entire week. I cannot believe what we've rigged up in the corner, how that video camera was suspended from an old cart rack. I want a copy of that. How do I get a copy of that before 7? I know, but we had some full-on MacGyver moments here in the last (laughs) few days. And if you're looking for this audio or the videos or anything that we've shared on social, uh, it is going to live on the internet for some time. So thank you to the digital department. Thank you for everyone in this room for your energy. Dancing for your clapping, and now we have just enough time for a few very important messages. My name is Chad Lopez, and I am the vice president, market manager of Cumulus New York and 95.5 WPLJ. Today marks a day in history, not only in New York City, but in the entire tri state area, as we honor PLJ and unfortunately say farewell. This week, we were very much reminded of the strength of our loyal listeners, which have grown to be the PLJ family. We have been reminded of our bond and how much our colleagues mean to us at PLJ. If you are listening right now, you are part of our family, and we are so grateful for your loyalty of many years. Some of you, for all of the 48 years that PLJ has been on air, thank you for letting Todd and Jade ride with you as you took your kids to school and spending your lunchtime with Melanie Torres for embracing Race Taylor on your ride home and your evenings with Mike Allen. Radio is much more than what you're hearing coming out of the speakers. We are so thankful to our behind-the-scenes team from our traffic department to engineering, promotions, production, sales, digital, and Gladys for answering our phones. A special thank you to those who have dedicated their careers to PLJ for more than 20 years. Marianne, Millie, Fred, Beth, Phil, and Linda. There are many others to thank for a very long duration to this great brand. Thank you to the entire on-air staff who created moments for us on-air for many, many years to create an iconic platform. Thank you to Scott Shannon, who teamed up with Todd Pettingill, who helped wake up New York with a laugh for close to 25 years. Thank you to Mary Berner, our CEO, for granting me the opportunity to be a part of this amazing station. Sadly, today we say goodbye, and the entire tri-state area all feels the same sadness. As we come together to say farewell. 
behalf of everyone at 95.5 WPLJ, our amazing staff who showed up every single day with a smile on the 17th floor, high atop Madison Square Garden, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Let's all cherish the wonderful memories and history of our legendary radio station. Farewell to you, 95.5 WPLJ. Digital Ad Operations Manager at 95.5 PLJ. From New York's best rock to today, PLJ has been the soundtrack of my life and the reason I got into radio. Thanks for the music and memories, PLJ. It's been a privilege to work here. Hi, my name is Dan Alfonso. I'm a broadcast engineer with WPLJ, and I am proud to call this my home for the last four years. It's been an amazing journey. I grew up listening to PLJ, so it's always been a dream to work for PLJ. I'm glad I was part of this legendary radio station. Hey, it's Phil McCary, the production director here at 95.5 PLJ. I'm a New York kid. I grew up listening to PLJ, and I've had a career here. I've been working here 20 years. It's been a lifetime, and so much life has happened in those 20 years, some good, some bad. But one thing was certain. No matter what, I had family here and my coworkers that had my back. Hi, this is Dan Kelly. I'm the creative services director here at PLJ. My job is to make all the audio you hear in between the songs, the promos, the IDs, the sweepers, all that stuff. I grew up in Rockland County, New York, listening to Power 95. Then in the 90s, while I was in college, I dreamt of working here, never thinking that dream would come true. When the late, great Gene Wooten decided to move on in 2002, somehow I got hired, and it's been the most unbelievable, life-changing experience. So I have to thank my son, Justin, and my daughter, Amanda, for being great kids, better than I could ever ask for, and my incredible wife, Lori, who dealt with all my late nights here at work while she took care of the kids. I love you more than words can say. And I will forever be in debt to Tom Cuddy and Scott Shannon for hiring me for the job of my dreams. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Deborah Petrozelli, business manager for WPLJ. I just want to say thank you for sharing all the years of my commute from Dutchess County to Westchester County and up to Stanford. And now today for sharing all my evenings, putting my son to bed. Hi, Sean. Thank you again. Marianne McNerney. I'm the traffic director at WPLJ. I've wanted to work at WPLJ since 1975, so that just proves if you think you can, you can. I want to thank Ellen Jerome, Lisa Tanachi, Larry Berger. I want to thank Mitch Dolan for quoting Dr. Seuss and saying, don't cry because it's goodbye. Smile because it happened. And I am trying to remember that and thank you to everyone throughout these 37 years. Love you all. Hi, this is WPLJ Program Director Dave Labrosi. And these are the final moments of one of America's iconic radio stations. For this kid from a small Pennsylvania town of about 2,000, to have the chance to play a small part in the history of American radio and radio in New York City is a dream come true. But none of this would have happened without the vision, dedication, and hard work of those who paved the way for us. So it's only appropriate now that we take a second to recognize the legendary program directors who built WPLJ. 
These are truly the Mount Rushmore of radio program directors in America. Larry Berger, Tom Cuddy, Scott Shannon, Tony Mascaro, John Fox, and Gillette. Thank you for the privilege and the honor to carry on the traditions and standards which you all set. Your shadow loomed large in these hallways and had a major impact on radio across the states. What you created was copied and imitated by thousands of other radio stations around the globe. But program directors are nothing without great talent. And over the last few days, we worked hard to recognize, appreciate, and pay tribute to the true heroes of 95.5 PLJ. Now, I just want to take a moment to recognize the current staff and thank them. These last few months and weeks have been very difficult for all of you. But you've been the ultimate professionals, and words will never truly describe the gratitude, respect, and love I have for all of you. It has been an honor and a dream to work alongside of you. Todd Pettengill, Jay Donovan, Annie, Monk, Melanie Torres, Race Taylor, Mike Allen, Dan Kelly, Joey Kramer, Terry Donovan, Phil McCurry, Skywalker, Utopia, Alina, and Bill Ayers. Congratulations, Bill, on a historic 46-year run on WPLJ. Watching you all make great radio day in and day out will be a memory out. None of this would have been possible without the support of our market manager, Chad Lopez. Thank you, Chad. There's a line from an old Harry Chapin song where he says, Remember how we'd listen to the radio and I said, that's the place to be? WPLJ was the place to be. Dr. Seuss said, sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. I will cherish these memories forever, and I thank everyone for their passion and professionalism. May God bless you all. Probably the most fitting song we could imagine at this point in time. We had a party a few weeks ago. It seems like yesterday because this last week itself has been a blur. And at that party, Tom Cuddy and some people behind the scenes worked very hard to find the voices and the names of the people who have made this radio station sing for nearly 50 years in New York City. We've added to that list. We've found a few other people, and we would like to share with you this montage, this medley of the voices that have shaped the soundtracks of our lives. This is 
Sack on WPLJ. What super music came to you from WPLJ? And this is Tony Pig. Right here at WPLJ. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm Jimmy Fink. I'm David Fontino. WPLJ. I'm Shelly Sunstein. WPLJ News. The Pat St. John Show from WPLJ. This is Karen Miller. WPLJ. The music is from Sticks. WPLJ. Mark Coppola with you. This is Dave Charity on WPLJ. It's 46 degrees right now. I'm JJ Kennedy. Peter Bush with much more music. Hit Radio 95. WPLJ. I'm Jim Kirk. Good morning. WPLJ Power 95 and smoking really be good. WPLJ Power 95. This is fast. Howard's here. Hi there. Weather love is. Good morning, Gary Bryant. And Linda Energy. David Haynes, news and comments. Music Tower 95. Your Valentine is in the Ozone. 95.5 PLJ, it's Al Bandero. 95.5 PLJ Skywalker. Friday morning with Scott and Todd and Joe Nolan. It's summer 2009 at Bruce. It's on your radio. It's Patty Steele. Brad Blanks, and I've got Bill Evans here. How are you, sir? Nice to be with you. AJ Rowling, commercial free at PLJ. 95.5 PLJ. It's Rocky Allen, Blaine Inslee. I'm Christina Lang, and PLJ is Rocky Allen Showgram. I'm Heather Rowe, PLJ, real time traffic. I'm Cindy Barrow. 95.5 PLJ. Good morning, I'm Christy McIntyre. Todd Jay to the morning. On 95.5 PLJ. It's Ralphie, of course, on New York's 95.5. The All Request Lunch Hour with Jeff Miles. An email to one Adam Lambert. 95.5 PLJ. I'm Rich Kaminsky. It's Christine Richie with Bill's Forecast. Play the best mix of the 80s, 90s, and today. That is Joey Kramer. It's Dave Stewart with a PLJ difference. Your whole office got together and you've been phone scammed. Oh, my God. 95.5 PLJ. Chris Marie David Simpson. New York's hit music station with Kim Ashley. I'm Rach Taylor. 95.5 PLJ. It's Jamie Lee. Robbie Bridges here. PLJ. Danny Myers here. I am Onions. Kenny Walker's working a time machine weekend. It's me, Jason Drew. Hello, it's Blake Hayes. 95.5 PLJ. I'm Melanie Torres. Uh, I'm Terry Donovan. Hey, I'm Utopia. My name is Skywalker. Hey, I'm Alina. This is Bill Ayers on 95.5 PLJ. 95.5 PLJ. My name is Mike Allen. It is John Fox. 95.5 PLJ. I'm Tony Roma. This is a nearly famous, highly outrageous, but never ever contagious. Original, extra large, and turbocharged. One and only, no baloney. Scott and Todd, Friday morning, weekend blast off spectacular. 
ever said or complained, oh, you got to work this weekend, you got to work this holiday. She is number one, the best babe. I love you. Excellent. Thank you, Joey. Melanie Torres. <laughs> of course, I'm the one who can't hold it together. <laughs> um, this radio station has changed my life. I grew up in Florida. I never thought that I would be here. Like I think I was 30 when I came to New York City, and it was always my goal to be here. And I just want to thank Mike Allen for, I mean, just believing in me and teaching me so much and being by my side throughout this whole ride. I've learned so much from you, and you've been so great. And Race, you're just, you're literally like who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> um, and everyone, the staff here, you guys have become my family. I moved here, and I only knew my fiance. So you guys were my family, the people that I had celebrated with, who I cried with, who I was frustrated with. So thank you guys for being here. It's unbelievable to see this many people in a room right now. Um, and I want to thank my fiance for being my rock and getting me through this and being my shoulder to cry on. And yeah, I love you guys. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> Mike Allen. Mine's real quick. I, I said my piece. Uh, I, I made so many friends here. Uh, it's not even friends. You guys are all family here. Hopefully, we all stay in touch for a very long time. And this has been the greatest part of my life, uh, professionally and personally. So thank you all for being a part of that. And thank you to listeners. And thank you, Mr. Race Taylor. Thank you. We're down to just under a minute. So uh, before we go, my wife is by my side. A thank you to our families, our immediate families, our extended families, our New Jersey families, our work families, everybody in this room. You have lived up to the testament from just a few weeks ago. Smile because it happened, and you have been that exactly to a T. While we get set for a toast, one final phrase. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. If you would please raise your glasses. May the 48-year run of this radio station prove to be a testament to the power and the love of terrestrial radio. And may the mere thought of the letters PLJ bring a smile to your face, a warmth to your heart, and a tingle to your ears. Here's to those who have walked these halls and breathed life into these microphones. It is with peace, love, and joy that we toast the Whiteport lemon juice. Here's to PLJ. And for one final time, from high above Madison Square Garden, this is the world famous WPLJ, New York. Hope ignited. Lives changed. Hearts united. Positive. Encouraging. 95.5 K-Love. WPLJ, New York. Sharing the love and hope of Jesus because of monthly support from listeners like you. Why did Cumulus ultimately sell all of the radio stations? Washington, D.C., New York City, Syracuse, New York, Atlanta, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, San Jose, California. Why? Money. Cumulus was a company that had just emerged from Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and they were still in debt, and they needed cash. And who could refuse $106 million for six radio properties? Yes, Cumulus was a company that was in trouble. 
But WPLJ was fought with trouble because of previous owners. Owners like Cumulus, under the leadership of Lou Dickey. And how about Citadel Media, under the leadership of Ferris Ullman? These two owners took the ABC radio stations and ultimately ruined them, and they were never the same. Mary Berner is the current chief executive officer of Cumulus Media, and she is not the problem with Cumulus. The problem with Cumulus occurred long before she got to the radio company. She has been attempting to return this radio company around, and unfortunately, it's all about money. What can you say? For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. And that's all you can say. It's all about money. Money... Sometimes they say money is the root of all evil. I'm not sure if that's really the case, but you know, it certainly has affected radio in general. And since 1996, when they reformed the Communications Act of 1934, maybe we shouldn't have done that, but unfortunately we did, and we can't go back the other way. And we have a lot of people here, and I, I know people have comments. Bernie, I know I heard you checking in here. Bernie Egan, who is... Uh, I am here, yeah. Go ahead, Bernie, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I wanted to reply real quickly to what uh, JT said about the station here in Indianapolis at 93.9 because I, I was here, but I don't think I could be heard. Um, he, he's, he's actually right. The signal is not very strong, and that's part of the problem. So they've been through a million formats, and I give it a year. And that's exactly what JC said. He gives it a year. And I, yeah. I, hope, I would hope that they could make it two years. But you know, Bernie, you know what it's like in radio. They have to make money, and if they can't make money in a year, they're not going to spend money on 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 the on the station again. What what are they going to? I don't even know what other format they could do. They even get it to work. What what is your opinion on that? Soft rock. But didn't they try that before? Uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, the landscape has changed since then, and there are a lot of stations around the country doing it. So that maybe that would be the way to go. That's what I thought they were going to do. What about my take on Cumulus? I, I was just curious. Do you think maybe I was a bit oh, too you harsh are so on them? Right. You are right on. Thank you. Anyone else? Money. Anybody it's else? It. <laughs> we got you, JT. Anyone else want to talk? Raise your hand or let us know. It was it was a classy way of going out, I thought, with uh, PLJ. It, that you'd, and in, sometimes that's not always the case. No, it isn't the case. And you got to give it to Cumulus. At least they let their radio stations, or at least the radio stations that they knew were really affected in the larger cities, say goodbye in a way that you don't get to see a lot of time. You know, Bernie will tell you, and, and I've, I've seen it. I've been in radio. I know people who have. Sometimes when, when, you're said, when it's time to say goodbye, you don't get a chance to say goodbye. Uh, you're shown the door, and the station says goodbye without any notice whatsoever. And, and they that's certainly. What happened to me in, uh, that's what happened to me in Muncie, Indiana. I did, I did not get to say goodbye at all. Yes, and I know that that happens to a lot of people. And yes, you got to feel for the employees because the, I mean, when I hear Melanie Torres and she was saying goodbye and she'd only been at WPLJ for three years and the poor lady was in tears. You know, I'm sure that there are many other employees who worked at that station who are crying inside but just couldn't express it on the air. But it is, it yeah. is very, very hard. No one wants to lose a job, and I, I definitely get that. It's, it's, it's tough to lose a job when you've been there. And what about the people who have worked there for 20 years, 25 years? There was a lady that worked there since 1975. That, that's a lifetime today when you think about radio. You don't get to do radio for 25, 30, or 40 years in these days anymore. You're lucky if you're in the door for, for two or three years sometimes, or maybe less than that. So that's, that's all I can say. Now, we do have two more radio stations, and Dave, I'm going to see if we can get you to do this. I'm going to have you play the Washington one and the Atlanta one back-to-back, and we get to hear how Jack Diamond doing the morning show said goodbye and how Tim the Kummer, the Kim, I guess it's the Kummer, the Kimmer, I should Kimmer. say the Kimmer, the Kimmer did his talk show. 
saying goodbye. So I'll let you roll those, Dave. None of the Cumulus radio stations have been sold to the Educational Media Foundation. Another radio station that also ended its broadcast day on May 31st, 2019 was WRQX-FM. Longtime morning host Jack Diamond ended the broadcast day of this radio station. So let's hear how WRQX-FM ended its broadcast day on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. I told everybody on the show that uh, before we end right at 7 o'clock, if there's a song that they would like to play all over a little piece of, uh, something important or meaningful to them, that we would give them an opportunity to go ahead and roll a little piece of that song or maybe the whole song. Mm-hmm. Who would like to start here? Mm. Jamie, do you uh, want to start? Well, this or do is you a have song. pieces? I, but this is Blair. Blair wanted this, and this is a song, and it's the instrumental to it. But it seems like um, Led Zeppelin was the best sound for Blair. When Led, she would Zeppelin? Go, Led Zeppelin? When she would go someplace and she would have a problem with people. Oh, there would be chaos, you're saying? Like, ah, here, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. No. <laughs> wow. Well, well, folks, K Lover, look at the clock. Wow. Is it seven yet? Yeah. You know, it, it, when you do this sort of thing, it's called flushing the format, mm-hmm. where you get to sort of just play any song you want to. And every radio personality wants on their final day to play Highway to Hell by ACDC yes. or something like that. Yeah. Right. You know, that's not in the format. Right. And, you know, you, you, everybody goes, what are they going to do? Fire me? Right. So, uh, Jimmy, did you pick one for yourself? I, I have it. Do you, do you want to go to Erica? And then okay, sure. Oh, I like that. I would. Go, let's go. In that vein, we could go Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, nice. I, I have to get that. Oh, you want me to get Oh, no, right don't now? get it. Well, you don't can if you that. can. Don't. Don't. How do you, and if you, can, you only got nine minutes. How do you spell so sympathy? Perfect. Perfect. Well, he you know what? That was For gosh's sake. That was worth um, That's good. No, no, no. No, no. For the We have a, a music library of about 20,000 songs, yeah, and uh, I don't, yeah. hey, you know. Hopefully this will be. Did you find it? I have to take the survey on YouTube. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, okay. oh. Here we go. That is real. And that's our show. You know, right now, somewhere in Atlanta behind a giant hardwood desk, Mary Burner just said, we made the right decision to sell it. Oh, <laughs> Cheers, everybody. <laughs> what are you playing? Oh, there it is. You, you know how long the song is, don't you? I have no yeah, idea. Just play clips. Yeah, just... I'm trying to remember this version as yeah. anything that could... Yeah. Uh, well, does it matter? Right. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of does still matter. You know, it's funny, Jack. Now, and we should say the radio station's going away, not because ratings ratings are great. The station's making tons of cash. But... That's true. But a Christian broadcasting group had a... Uh, I almost said a, a ton. A very big ton of cash, and they bought a several of uh, Cumulus broadcasting right. stations. Right. Mm-hmm. hundred Over $100 million. $106 million, I think it's up to now. The, uh, mm-hmm. Just so you know, yeah. as Jimmy said, you know, and I'm not going to read the ratings. Jay, I'm just going to let you know that you guys made us the number one contemporary music morning show in Washington D.C. again this week. Last week, uh, thank you. I, mean, I can't tell you how much we appreciate Woo! it. Um, and I'm not going to because everybody else at the, the stations behind us, and uh, there are some great stations in front of us. You know, like well, you can guess T.O.P. and uh, A.M.U. and uh, a couple of the great urban stations like H. You are and uh, MMJ, and then there's the Jack Diamond Morning Show right after that. Morning shows, so um, I'm going to play a song for you, Jimmy. If you, unless you have no, one, you go, go, go. And um, this is a song that uh, I have played. Now I haven't played this in 30 years.
years. Because I haven't, uh, other than leaving the station for a year, and I went to Chicago, uh, very fortunately, to work at WLS-FM, which is a great radio station in our company, and had a wonderful year in Chicago. Missed Washington, and uh, grateful that they uh, saw the light to bring us back. But this song it touched me when when I started this hour and I said when I was a kid and I would lie awake in bed at night and there would be songs on the radio that would touch me or reach me and the, and the personalities who played them the songs I don't know they sounded great coming from a thousand or two thousand miles away yeah. and whether it was WABC or WLSAM or CKLW they just uh, they touched me and I wanted to do this for a living and it's really how I got into the business I could have picked something like uh, Midnight Confessions by the Grassroots or I'd Wait a Million Years those are a couple of songs that just sounded so great on those radio stations but you know when you think about the, the moments of your life and the people in your life I hope that you understand what the word cherish means, that you cherish those people and those moments uh, because you know, in all of our lives, we've uh, suffered uh, the death of somebody that we love. Uh, we have been uh, exalted and exhilarated by the birth of a new family member. And, you know, there, there's that poem, What's in Your Dash, between your birth date and the date you pass. And I think the more days you spend cherishing your life and the people in your life, the better off you are. So here's my little pick to play for you. And uh, I have played this my last day literally on every radio station since I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a beautiful piece of music. Uh, it is by a group called The Association and it's called Cherish. want you to know that I do, in fact, cherish you and appreciate you listening every single day for the past 30 years to the Jack Diamond Morning Show and all the great personalities on Mix 107.3. It means uh, the world to us, and we have enjoyed uh, occupying 4400 Jennifer Street and 107.3 in Washington, D.C., more than I'll ever be able to to share with you. Um, My kids were born here my kids were raised here. Yours were. Absolutely. I mean, we've lived a life here with you. So um, we thank you so very much. I just want to remind you again of the. Uh, <laughs> Please. We knew her. And the hashtag is hire the JDMS. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to. Uh, Oh, it's not time to take the wheel, Jesus. Sorry. No, 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 no. We still have eight seconds. Just enough time for me to say this is WRQX Washington, a proud Cumulus radio station. Jack Diamond is forever. Okay, uh, this is K-Love, 
we're going to be honest with you. We're a little bit nervous, both of us. <laughs> it's Jeff and it's Randy. <laughs> but we're all so excited here at Caleb because it's like a big welcome party for even more friends across the country. We get to welcome more cities. Because of your support of Caleb through the years, Caleb has been able to expand even more. And so that's why we're so excited. And Woo! nervous. It, a little Let's keep it real. Teensy bit. <laughs> but thanks to your support, uh, just minutes ago, like moments ago, the switch was flipped and now all this good that comes through K-Love is on in New York City at 95.5, 107.3 in Baltimore and D.C. Yeah. Um, I should be doing this in my DJ voice. You really should be. I don't, you don't waste that voice. 106.7 Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. Uh, 97.7 in San Jose. 102.1 Savannah. And 105.9 in Syracuse. Let me try that. 105. No, see, no. I can't go. No. <laughs> Yours works. Mine but, does not. <laughs> but but it, if you were listening to another station minutes ago, uh, we just want to say welcome and and give it a try here at K-Love. What we are is positive and encouraging and sometimes a little goofy. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you describe <laughs> us? Because we can, sometimes we feel like we work at a different radio station. <laughs> <laughs> but really, there's a lot of negative out there. There really is. You know yes. that. Especially uh, in this world, man, it hurts sometimes. And who doesn't need a place to go where they're constantly reminded about how much they are loved and how everything is going to be okay and you're never alone. I mean, that's why we love Caleb. So, welcome. It's positive, encouraging K-Love. We're Jeff and Randy, and here we go. And so that's how it ended in Washington, D.C. as Jack Diamond and the morning crew ended the broadcast day of radio station WRQX-FM, owned and operated by Cumulus, as they transition to the K-Love format, owned and operated by the Educational Media Foundation. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the podcast, why don't let me know about it by email or by voicemail. The email address here is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net, or you can call that feedback line 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, hitting option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Johnny Midnight. A little Johnny Midnight. Uh, 6.51 on the clock. All right, two of the phones, and we're almost out of time. Jeez, um, uh, here's a 20. Uh, uh, line three, uh, Wayne Offense. Larry, and again, Wayne Offense is still here in Quarter Pounder, Steve. Larry on the radio, man. I am ready. A sudden hush is definite. Oh. Not a sound as little Thumbelina, her new international nickname, sprints toward the vault and a place in history. Then it happens. Unseen by the crowd, but picked up later by TV cameras, a jealous member of the Bulgarian team hawks a big loogie right in her path. Little Svetlana's now only 12 feet from the vault, her eyes as big as saucers, her teeny muscles straining for perfection. And suddenly, she skids on the booger and slams full speed into the metal apparatus, severing her right leg clean off of the hip. The dream is over, and the nightmare begins. After a severe thrashing from her coach, Svetlana's sent home in disgrace. <laughs> Thanks for the memories, man. Back the Olympic moments. <laughs> uh, Larry, you're killing me. Thanks, man. Uh, that, you're welcome. That was fun. Uh, 6.52. I did a bunch of those in the Olympics. In, it was 90, 96. Geez. Yeah, they were just unbelievable. That was weird. Uh, let's see. Hold on. See, uh, here's uh, on four. Uh, Wait, no offense. Seabag on the radio. Hello, Seabag. How's it going? <laughs> hey, Seabag. 
Holmes, Bevin Holmes. Oh, hey. Yeah. Right, hey, how's, how's it going? Hey, Ron. Thank you. Yes, sir. I want to tell you, thank you for the Cabbage Town Fire Rescue. That was the, easily the 15 minutes, best 15 minutes of radio I've ever heard in my entire life. And I want to also thank you for playing in 2004 bumper music from the Wayside Riders album on the air. That was some of the coolest oh. things that I've ever heard in my entire life. Wow. And the one thing that I will remember from your show is the first Charlton Heston call yeah. ever when yeah. I called up Quarter Pounder and said, you guys looked at the line and it's behind you about 20 feet. Wait a minute. What now? I missed that. No, the, the first Charlton Heston call. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what you I mean. Swear to God. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm great. Uh, yeah. I'm going to miss you. And Thanks, God bless. Uh, thank you, Seabag. That, that's very kind. Uh, people are being way too nice. 6.54. Uh, let's see. Duct tape Justin right below on five there, Wade. No offense. Hello, duct tape Justin. How's it going? Kimmer. <laughs> What's happening? Not much, man. Not much. I want to let you know, man, I'm an I'm a airborne paratrooper. And, hey, Semper uh, Fi. Yeah, from me to you, man. Semper Fi, man. I, I, I want to say back in the day, I used to get real high blood pressure listening to you <laughs> in traffic. But over the years, man, you, you, you've just done something where I can't turn it off the radio, man, whenever I got you on around the you know, 5 o'clock hour. <laughs> but uh, back in the 90s, man, my dad used to listen to you all the time when I was just a little kid. I'm 31 now. Mm. But I remember as a kid, man, every weekend we'd go out for baseball and we'd get ready to get out to the truck. And my dad'd be like, holy crap, it's sports. <laughs> and I never, knew what he was, I never knew what he was talking about. And I finally figured it out, man. Oh, but, that's, uh, nice. that's a nice thing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sad to uh, see y'all go, man. I'm excited for the next chapter. I'll throw, you know, however much money I need to for a podca uh, podcast or a subscription or whatever. Um, keep doing your thing, man. And I want to go out with a joke. All right. I can. Here's uh, duct tape Justin right here. Yeah, it's going to be a hard one, all right? Yeah. <laughs> What's big, round, wears a blue dress, and just can't let go losing an election? Uh, well, I don't know what. <laughs> J.C. Abrams. <laughs> I got to go. You're killing me, duct tape Justin. 6.55, almost out of time. Uh, let's see. Down at the bottom, here's Terry. Uh, Wayne, no offense, on line eight. Uh, Terry, thanks for holding. You're on the radio. How you doing? Hello, Kimmer. I'll make it quick. I appreciate everything you've done. Uh, I just want to tell you, my niece and nephew with Wayne there, uh, you'd like to know that they graduated from Cherokee Christian Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That's funny. Well, that's because they didn't know me. <laughs> Here's what's ironic. My nephew, whenever I heard you, uh, Jim Gossett bring up, the, the the school, yeah. I had to text him so him and his friends could listen. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was a true story. They actually wrote a letter and they put it in, in print the, the, about how much, what a degenerate I was and that's why Wayne couldn't get his kid or girl into kindergarten. Oh my God. So the kids that went there thought it was funny and at the same time I was living in Town Lake Village. So. Oh no, Town Lake. We don't like the American flag up there very much. Oh man, I love it. Well, I appreciate everything. Thanks, Terry. You gotta go. Thanks, man. Separate five, 6.56. Almost out of time. Uh, John up top there, away, no offense, and Eric's coming up, and the chief. Hello, John, you're on the radio. Kimmer, my 90-year-old Kimmer babe, Kimmer babe Alice wishes you, and and I also wish you the best of luck, and she, you bring a smile to her face every day. 
and at 90 years old, it's wonderful that she smiles and she listens to you intently all the time. Wow. Well, God bless Alice, and I hope she has another 90 more to come. Yeah, well, she's had some problems recently, and we're trying to take care of that. Yeah, but, but, well. but she wants me to re- let you know that she she loved listening to you every day. Well, that's very sweet, John. Please tell Alice, uh, give her our best, and uh, Semper Fi. Thanks, Thank man. Thank you very much. I appreciate Bye-bye. it. 6.57. Uh, Eric, right next to him there. Uh, wait, no, almost out of time. I'm up here. Here's Eric. You're on the radio. How you doing? Eric, you can pick up the phone now. That's all right. He's, they've been on hold so long. that Hello. Hey, Eric, Hello. you're on the radio. Hello. How's it going? Hey. Yes, sir. Hey. Yeah, right. Hey. Hello, Eric. Hey, Eric. I was hey. calling for Eric. Any this, messages? This is- this is Frank. Frank. Oh, it says yeah. Eric. I'm, I'm sorry to hey, Eric now. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Hey, man, I've been listening to you for years. We go back and forth to Florida every other week, and you make our trip. Well, thanks, and, man. I appreciate and, I mean, it's like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't well, know what I'm going to do. We're going to do it's, something. Uh, Keep listening to social media, and we'll uh, we'll, do, we'll do something to tell somebody. Uh, quickly to Art on 6. Uh, almost out of time. Art, you on the radio. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. I would be remiss to not participate in the world's longest goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Three months. My God. Give you a shout out, man. We've been, uh, uh, I've been a a big fan of yours forever and played in a lot of your golf tournaments. And, uh, uh, I probably have the most unique collection of trophies I accumulated from them. I've got one of the last place trophies and, uh, and a second. Hope you as well. I'll be darned. <laughs> well, thanks for your support. All right, Semper Fi, I'm going to get all these minutes I can. Uh, uh, Chief Boone on three there, uh, Wayne, no offense, 658. Hello, Chief, how you doing? Hey, this is Keith Boone from the city of Locust Grove. I've met you several times at Swan Coach House. Uh, oh, with, sure. Uh, yeah, Keith, yeah, how you yeah. doing? I'm doing great, brother. I appreciate all the uh, memories and, 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 uh, um, we had a fun time. I'm going to tell you right quick the best story uh, with Jim Gossett. Uh, at the end, we was taking pictures. I had some pictures took with you. Yeah. And my wife was taking uh, uh, mine and Jim's picture. And uh, we put our arms around one another. And I said, uh, Jim, you know you have your hand on my butt. And as quick-witted as he is, he goes, why, hello. <laughs> it, was, it was just funny, man. All I right. loved, uh, appreciate all the Thanks, memories. Thanks, man. Thanks. Separate five. We, we got to go. We're all out of time. Uh, I can't tell you how uh, thrilled I am to have been able to do this with, with our team and our friends and all these folks who have been here. And Wayne, no offense, and Quarter Pounder and Flounder, God bless you, man. It's and all the honor, folks. Man. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, it's not goodbye. It's just uh, we'll see you again. Something's going to happen, so don't worry about it. Now, at 70000, there's going to be some silence. But in the meantime, I'm not shutting up for another 15 seconds. It's only the Kimmer. Hoorah, Semper Fi, I got to go. You're killing me. Look out. I assume we're off. I, I assume they they killed it, right? There we go. <laughs> See ya. You know, I I think we can contrast those two stations. Karen, what did you like to say? Uh, this I I could. 
just cry, but I won't. Uh, I had met Kim Peterson a couple of occasions. And uh, at one point when he was at WGST, he'd give out these babe buttons. Uh, This guy was talking about the 90-year-old Kimmer babe. I'm an official Kimmer babe because I have a babe button. I, I had never heard of him before until, uh, you know, hearing him at uh, WYAY in Atlanta for the very last show. So what kind of talk should was what he did in Atlanta on WYAY, what he was doing at, at the at the other station, W, was it GST in Atlanta WGST, as well? WGST, yes. However, before that, he was a newsman with WSB, and he was a very good newsman. Like I said... Yeah, I knew that you knew something about him. I I didn't know anything about it. anyone else. I want to say anything before we get to our last feature, because uh, it really is a tragedy when you see stations go away like this. But again, mm-hmm. time marches on, as they say, and unfortunately, it does. it does march on. And unfortunately, these things happen. And and we you know we we all love radio. I, mean, I think that's why we're here and listening to all things radio live and listening to the legend. And it is sad, but unfortunately, it does happen. All the people that you heard, Jack Diamond. And his morning crew, Kimmer and them and his morning crew, um, all the all the people that we've talking about are all going to be getting jobs in radio. We know that they'll find something at some point. So, Bernie, what do you, I see you have your hand raised. Go ahead, please. I uh, did not even mean to raise my hand, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. Well, just think about this thing you're in school. You raise your hand and you want more on your dinner plate, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Bernie. But it, go ahead. it was it was extremely <laughs> extremely sad to hear all those stations go away. Um, I guess you know what I don't like is that they're being replaced by something totally not local. I mean, right. I don't mind the format. I just wish it were local. Because I agree. So many more people yeah, are out of it. And everyone's saying the same. JT, you going to say something again? I, I know you raised your hand as well. No, I just repeat what I said earlier. Money, it's a hit. Don't give me any of that good, good. And we won't go into the rest of the song because we know it so well. You know, I want to thank everyone for being here on the podcast. We have another feature that uh, Bill Sparks has put together here. And it's uh, another part of the George Klein and Elvis experience from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you one and all for being here. Dave, I want to thank you for helping out and taking the time out of your evenings to engineer the podcast. Bill and Mike and Sean and Chris should all be back next week. We're going to say seven threes, as they say in ham radio, 88. So all the ladies out there, thank you one and all for listening to all things radio. Dave, I'll let you go and play the final segment and the closing theme. Thank you one and all. Have a good day. On today's show, well, I've been waiting for this one for a long time. We've done 150 of these shows, but this is my special one. It's the Elvis Presley special. Check it out. I got a woman here, she can be
I was on his radio at that time, and I got the guy who worked for me to work another hour, and he did that night. So when I got off, I went out to Graceland to thank Elvis. He said, GK, you've been with me a long time, since the eighth grade, so at least I can do. And he made a beautiful speech to me. We're right over here at the Cadillac dealership. And he said, GK, what is fame and fortune if you can't share it with your friends? I thought that was a great line. Man. I think that's in my book. Uh, also, well, a couple of stories, one more, then, then I'll get that, we'll move on. But, Joey Phillips was the first disc jockey in the world to play an Elvis Presley record. And Elvis never forgot it. Elvis had a great memory of those who were nice to him when he was coming up, and those who weren't nice to him. And he never forgot either one. And so, uh, Joey grew up on the Graceland, and that day, Joey Phillips had passed away, and his wife, Dot, we called her Dot Dorothy, she had three children. She sent me a letter, and she said, GK, it's Christmas time, and I don't have any money for the kids. Would you please see if Elvis could help out? And I'll never forget, I walked in Graceland. We all came in the back door, by the way, right? You know, nobody came in the front door of Graceland except Elvis. So we're in, the, we're in the kitchen, right off the uh, dining room area, and I walked in, and Elvis was sitting there with his daddy, Vernon, and I said, Elvis, I got a letter here from Doc Phillips, Dewey's wife. He said, let me see it. He read it, he thought about it for about 30 seconds, and he said, Daddy, send her $5,000 for Christmas. I mean, that's the type of guy Elvis was. He never forgot the people who helped him, and maybe later on if we have time. Now, I'll also tell you a story that's not very good, but it's actually happened. Elvis never forgot the people that were not friendly to him, and the people that kind of put him down and said he'd never make it. A lot of people told me he'd never make it. And I, I remember that one time when we were having a party one night at Graceland. And we had some parties at Graceland, boy, did we ever. And a lot of girls, a lot of guys with Memphis Mafia, Elvis Mafia group. And so Uncle Bester, he worked the night shift. That was Elvis's uncle. Uncle Travis worked the day shift, that's right. So Uncle Bester was on the gate. He calls up to the house. He said, GK, tell Elvis there's two guys down here. Went to Hughes High School with him. What do you think you come out and party? I said, well, Uncle Bester, you know, I got it clear with Elvis. He said, okay. So I went and told Elvis, and Elvis said, uh, come here, GK. I said, what? He said, uh, I said, Elvis, we're going to be here for a long time. I said, yeah, I know. He said, but don't tell them guys. Don't hurt their feelings. Just tell them we're going to cut the party short, and we'll maybe some other time they can come up. I went back to Old Bester, <coughs> and Elvis pulled me across the way, and he said, GK, those were two of the tough guys at Hume's High that gave me a real hard time. Picked on me all the time. He said, I didn't try to cause a scene with them, but I never forgot they were mean to me when I was in high school. But he didn't cause a scene. He wouldn't do that, but, you know. Anyway, those are my stories. There's a lot of events going on during Elvis Week, and we got one for you. We sent the crew out there and some Elvis Memorial Service at the University of Memphis. They took our cameras out. Let's look at it. Hi. I'm Dick Ranta. I've been the communication fine arts team. Thank you. We've been doing this now since 1979, which if I have my math right is like 37 years. Uh, Dr. John Bakke, who is standing over there, you will hear from, and uh, myself were involved and a number of other people, Gene Smith here at the university, some people from uh, the, the county government and all that, and putting together 
some activities uh, after we noticed in 78 that nothing much was going on, remember Elvis, so we started doing this and other things and giving our Distinguished Achievement Award. We first one went to Sam Phillips and this year's award is going to John Horniak. We serve as host here in the College of Communication Fine Arts for the event that George really puts together with the help of some great friends, some of whom were uh, sitting here in this front row in that. Uh, and we're very pleased to be able to do that. I also wanted to point out that there are uh, various uh, opportunities if you wish to be involved in helping in some of the areas that have been particularly close to this activity. Uh, there is an endowed scholarship in Sam Phillips's name. There is an Elvis Presley scholarship. Uh, the endowed scholarship in Sam Phillips' name goes to help uh, music industry students. We have a very fine music industry program here. Uh, the Presley scholarship goes to somebody in the communication department, in the music department, and in the theater department, hitting the all areas of film and television and for the communication, obviously acting, as well as music uh, for the singing that Elvis did. And we're very pleased that we've had the great help of fans in the past and with Graceland itself and Jack Soden as being great supporters of that. Um, they uh, also have an endowed scholarship in George Klein's name. So in order to entice you to help that scholarship as well as the other we talked about, why don't we hear from the man himself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Elvis's day, but it's also George Klein's day. Mr. George Klein. songwriters in America, Mark James out of Memphis. And I'm glad to say that he's my friend and I got friends with friendly with him when he moved from Memphis from Houston, Texas. Didn't know who he was at all. We thought it looked like Glenn Campbell and maybe said, who is this guy? And Chip Smokes was a songwriter from Houston, bringing him in. Uh, uh, he wrote so many beautiful, great songs. A couple of years ago, he was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He and I wrote about five or six songs together. None of them were hits because he, he, he left me running in the tracks. He's such a great songwriter. And I told him, I said, Mark, I can't keep up with you. But recently, I asked him, I said, Mark, I need to ask you a personal question. He said, what? I said, the word is that Suspicious Minds is now Elvis's biggest selling record, having sold 40 million. He said, you won't put it on the radio, will you? <laughs> I said, oh no, but I'll put it on that next day. But anyway, he said, George, last year I got paid on 40 million sales of Suspicious Minds. Ladies and gentlemen, what a great talent. We're glad to have him with us today, Mr. Mark James. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. It's, it's great to be here. I've, I've been coming here, uh, I think, George has been here 39 years. I think I missed one year. I've been here about 38 years, so it's been a while. Uh, uh, anyway, I came to Memphis in 1968, and uh, I recorded uh, uh, Suspicious Minds myself uh, for Scepter Rogers. It, it wasn't meant for me, anyway. Uh, and, uh, it was a great record, Mark. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Closer to the mind. <laughs> anyway, the uh, uh, I, 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 
Fortunately, I had that record when Elvis came in the studio. He booked the studio for two weeks, and I had been trying to really write him a song. I, I really felt that, uh, you know, to me, Elvis had hadn't he hadn't had the top forty reign in a lot of years. He'd been doing movie soundtracks and movies, and Tom Jones and, and people like that had taken over. And so I, I had to analyze that. And I said, Well, can he take it over? And I said, Yeah, I believe he could, can. And so what does he need? I kept writing, writing, writing for a band. And finally, from two weeks to about seven days to six days to five days, every time i go into the studio, one of the partners, a co-publisher, would say, you know Elvis is coming? I said, yeah, no. I said, uh, you got anything yet? I said, no, not yet. And I knew something was in the air. I felt it, you know. I knew a great song was in the air. But anyway, it got to be like two days before he came in. And uh, Don Cruz said, uh, what about the old catalog? And I didn't think about the old catalog. I, I had Suspicious Mind in 68, so I was going down the list, and not many songs there in, that, in the catalog in 68, but I landed on Suspicious Mind and said, wow, I forgot about that. And then all of a sudden, I turned to Don Cruz and said, what about Suspicious Mind? It's about the same time. I turned around, and I saw a golden number one. Boy, it just hit me like a sledgehammer. That was the song I had been looking for. So, you know, from that point on, I said, uh, you know, golly, I really I really feel like shaking him. So this is a great one for you. But uh, all I did was lucky enough. I knew George. George had introduced me to Elvis twice, and uh, I told a lot of my friends and uh, George's friends get him listen. This is a great one. And uh, so he did, and he uh, chips played it for him when he came in American Studio, and he loved it and wanted to. They wanted to hear it again. He made a cassette copy. He took it home. Priscilla loved it, and it all came off. But uh, you know, to make that kind of a record, that great of a record, you had a great producer, uh, Felton and Chips Moment, Chips Chips Moment Studio. He engineered the record, produced it with Felton. Uh, it was a great sounding studio. You know, great musicians that played on mine. They could, they could make the record great. And uh, you had the uh, promotion, RCA behind that, big time, and also uh, number one, Elvis's performance. You know, it never bothers me when somebody passes on one of my songs because they have to want to sing it. You're wasting your time if they don't want to sing it. And of course, Elvis loved the song and he got into it. Anyway, my career with Elvis, uh, it kept going and I gave him five songs and had five singles by him. And you can't get any more belief than that. Somebody believed in him. So later on, uh, George wrote the uh, King of Rock and Roll, and, and uh, I never wrote a song for uh, Elvis. I mean, it was just a combination that worked. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to sit down and write a song for him, and uh, I wrote uh, a song called Blue Sweet Heaven for uh, George's movie. And uh, uh, anyway, the... Uh, what happened with that is uh, Kurt Russell was so good in Dick Clark production that got kind of shelved and eventually through the years the director passed away and so, but it's a great book and I hope it comes out one day. Anyway, I'd like to sing that for you if it's okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you.
September. My sweet little wife of 62 years is here. And I did a singing school for three months, and they started to want to build a radio station there in Centerville, Tennessee. The bankers did, so they asked me if I would join them. I said yes, so I helped O.H. Campbell build WHLP, the voice and choice of Middle Tennessee. <laughs> That was the time that Elvis had been being heard for like maybe a year. So I would play his record. Well, some people would complain, you know. They didn't. That's not. I said, wait a minute. So here's one of the things I would say when I would come on like at 11 o'clock in the morning or 10 or whenever I'd play. And I would always play his records. I said, folks, I don't know what you think about this guy. And I've never heard a name like Elvis Presley. I said, I know one Elvis uh, up now. He's a minister, Elvis Hufford. So this is my introduction to a man that's going to be here a long time. And let me tell you why. You get used to it because old people like him and children like him. And all of us in the middle just got to stand it, okay? <laughs> and then I'd play a record. Well, after that year, I got in 
touch with Gordon Stoker in April of 58, went to Hollywood with him, worked with Rick Nelson and Tommy Sands, did four Jordanaire singles, came back and finished the school May 31st and legally uh, went with the Jordanaires June 1st, 1958. We gathered to do a session at RCAB and he hadn't decided what he was going to do yet, so he recorded a song and we were sitting around and finally he stood up and he said, I've decided to do a religious album. He said, anybody got any suggestions? Well, that was a, a great session uh, lineup there. We had the Jordanaires and um, we had the uh, Imperials and we had Jake Hess and we had Millie Winnie and Dolores there. Good, good, good group. So I walked over to him as he was standing at the piano there and I said, Elvis, you really ought to record How Great Thou Art. He said, uh, 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 famous people always stutter, that's why I don't. And rich people, and rich people stutter. He said, I, 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 don't, I don't know how great thou art. I said, well, George Beverly Shea uses it with Billy Graham's concerts and, and meetings. And uh, we've gotten every country star that we can get to record it, and we recorded it ourselves. He said, well, okay, if you think I should. I said, Elvis, if you'll record How Great Thou Art, it will become your signature song, and you'll be the signature of that song. He said, okay. So I went to the car and got a book so he could look at the, out, out of the trunk of my car. And we stood there and taught him that song. He just listened. He's the best listener I ever saw, ever in my life. He listened to us sing the song. Then he sat down on the piano for nearly three hours working on the song. Never looked at the words again. Then he got up and said, let's cut it. So we all got together because we'd been off for a long time, you know. He got to his microphone. They got everything started. He went through it one time. They said, let's try another one. Went through it another time. So finally they said, you can't beat the first cut, Elvis. Without words and not knowing the music well, Elvis Presley recorded How Great Thou Art with the first take. And ladies and gentlemen, he named that album How Great Thou Art. And today, he is the signature of that song, and that is his signature. Thank you, Elvis. Elvis, this is not in the form of a question, but I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome you home for everybody in Memphis and the South. Well, thank you. You'll never know how happy I am to be here. Someone asked me this morning, what did I miss about Memphis? And I said, everything. I, uh, I asked that question on the train this morning, and uh, we used it uh, several times. And you said, uh, anything you mentioned about Memphis that I missed, I missed that much. I was, I, I was here, I've been here for quite a while, about 14 or 15 years now. I pretty well know Memphis. I thought I did, but I drove home. You know. <laughs> we got rapid, but uh, I do remember very vividly, I think it was August, somewhere at 16th, somewhere in that area. I'm out at uh, fairgrounds, and I'm doing some freelance work for the people at the fair, uh, you know, getting them jobs and doing shows for them, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm in my little office, and I get a call, and they said, Mr. Klein, line one. Then another call came by, I said, Mr. Klein, line two. That went on for a while. You know, when we got to line four or five, I said, what's going on here? And they said, well, the lines are for you. You better start answering them. 
And I answered one just to see who was calling. And it was a lady who at that time, she was uh, uh, going with Mr. Vernon Presley. She said, George, you need to get out here at Graceland as fast as you can. I said, what's wrong? She said, we'll explain it to you when you get here. Please come out as fast as you can. So I jumped in my Cadillac and I drove out to Graceland as quick as I could go. And when I got to the gates of Graceland, there was a lot of people around Graceland. The gates were closed, but people were they waving at me. And uh, they waved me through, and I drove right on through, parked in the back of the house. That's where we always parked at Graceland. Uh, I walked in, and Mr. Presley grabbed me. That's Vernon, his dad. said, George, George, we've lost him. Uh, I lost my son. You've lost your best friend. I said, Mr. Presley, what's wrong? He said, well, we got word that Elvis has passed away. I said, really? Are you serious? He said, I'm very, very serious. He said, but uh, if you could help us out up here with answering these phones and telling us who should come up and who shouldn't come up and pay their respects, we would really appreciate it. I said, Mr. Presley, I'll be more than happy to do that. Of course, I was shaken and nervous myself because this was really heavyweight stuff, you know. So I went over and started helping uh, them answer the, and the, the, the phones were coming through the kitchen for some reason. And I started answering some of those and was telling them, asking them, well, what, what's your reason for calling? How'd you get this number? And telling them, you know, well, I think there'll be a viewing for, for tomorrow or the next day. Please try to come in. And about that time, I get a call from down to the gate at Graceland. And this one of the gate guards says, Georgia, this guy on the phone claims that uh, he's James Brown, the singer, and he wants to talk to you. So I went over. By this time, Priscilla had arrived. She, came, she flew in from Los Angeles, and Elvis is playing the Lisa Marie. And I said, hello. And this guy said, uh, James, George, this is James Brown. Is it true that Elvis passed away? I said, yeah, it is James. He said, can I come out and pay my respects? I didn't know what to say, so I went over to Priscilla, and she said, sure, James, Elvis liked James Brown a whole lot. So James Brown flew up in his airplane and uh, came into the kitchen area, and I introduced him to Mrs. Pre Pre Priscilla Presley, and uh, he said, can I go pay my respects? So I went to Priscilla, and I said, Priscilla, James Brown wants to know if he, he can go in the visitation room and pay his respects. And she said, sure, but don't stay long, Mr. Brown, because uh, there's a lot of family people coming up in just a little while. So we went in, the, the Elvis was, was in, stayed in the, the room where the, the casket was, where the piano was. So we went in there and I stood next to James Brown as he started paying his respects and uh, he started talking to Elvis. But this was a very historic day in my life. Right now we've got Elvis himself and we're gonna throw it to him and let Elvis close us out today. Looking for trouble? You came to the right place. If you're looking for trouble, just look right in my face. I was born standing up and talking back. My daddy was a green another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.